Coach Killers Podcast, episode 27. My name's Stefan. I'm here with Nick. Nick, tell us the week that has been. Stefan, what a week it's been. A week of comebacks, a week of, you know, just pure awesome football. Pure footballing glory, yeah. mastermind, tacticians, everything. That's it. Never count out any team. Every team's got a chance at any time. Well, for now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, something's rigged at the moment. But how you was your week anyway? Let's put football aside because that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Well, how was your week? The week was quite good, you know. What did you get up to? I was just watching football, mate, watching football. And... I said put football aside because this is that, what we're doing. <laughs> that's what I do because I, I love it, you know. Indeed you do. That's it. What about yourself? Mate, just been busy in the business world as usual, oh, the business good. of doing absolutely nothing <laughs> and just making coffees for people, but that's about it. Yes. Um... <laughs> well, I don't know what to respond to that. It's fantastic, isn't it? No, it's quite good. I love smelling the Nescafe in the morning, mate, yeah. at 6am when you get up, watch the Champions League preview, you know, you've got all these bullshit artists like Gary Lineker talking it up, really you know, all these people that got no idea. Um but it's good. It's been a great week. Mate, I think have we seen a downfall of a club? A club that might not be there next season? <laughs> I think we have. I don't know. I think uh, the Central Coast are going the way of the, <laughs> the North, North Queensland Fury. I think you're right, mate. I but, think um, you're right. We'll discuss that, you know, a bit later on. Indeed. Um, so, what's first? As usual, let's kick it off with our Coach Killer of the Week. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Before we do the Coach Killer... <laughs> There was so many options this week. Oh, okay. So Mate, many. We've never had this, you know. We had to literally sit there for a good couple of hours and decide who it was going to be. Right. Liverpool were a chance. They dropped yeah. their lead. The Mariners. Right. The Mariners, massive loss. <laughs> Shambles of a team. <laughs> Tottenham, what are they doing at the moment? All right. These are all things we can speak about. You know. Uh, Real Madrid and, you know, changing managers Atletico. every two months. Atletico. Oh, Atletico is, is crazy. Roma? Roma <laughs> no, nah, Roma's been coach killer too much. But what there was a only week. one. There was what a, a clear standout. Yes. There and, had to be. And on that note, give me the drum roll. Here we go. And our coach killer of the week is Paris Saint-Germain. Yes, PSG. <laughs> Unbelievable. I cannot believe we're having this discussion. Again. Mate, they lost 3-1 <laughs> at home to, to Man United, my boys. Your in the boys. Champions League, and you know, guess who made it through to the Champions League? I can't believe it. And we were talking about this on our last episode. We were talking about the potential comebacks. We were, well, you were you were pretty adamant. I was a bit off. I'm like, there's no way we're going to do it. I said it can be done because it's been done before. And well, they have a history, don't they? That's right. Well, anyway, pointing back to the game, you know, PSG allowed a two gold lead to slip. You know, in the second leg of their Champions League last sixteen tie, and the fans have obviously voiced their hate. You know they beat they beat United two 0 um, at Old Trafford yeah at Old in the Trafford. first leg yeah. and um, and to come to a three one defeat then you know at the Parc de Prince man yeah I cannot I, I, I was <laughs> I was over the moon like yeah. as a United supporter but it was absolutely amazing and one is, of the best I just, best I've seen it was for sure it would have been a great moment oh, for it was all a, of it you. was a win of a decade and for, I've for got United. a question for you soon but. Just on this, you know, this is the third time in successive seasons that this has happened under different managers. You know, 
besides going to get guys like Neymar, Mbappe, having all these quality players. Oh, again, don't get me started on Neymar. Again, it has happened. Again, this has happened. You know Neymar's being investigated for his tweets after the game? Really? He laid into the refs. He laid Mate, into them. Mate, listen, we'll get to this point anyway, but okay. continue on about the match. I want to you know, hear. And, well, the club's ultras really, you know, wrote a letter claiming that the <laughs> PSG is an absolute laughing stock. They are. They are the laughing stock of Europe. You yeah. know, Eric Chupamoting, I love his oh. name, by the way, you know, he came out and said that the Manchester United loss is in the forefront of our minds. And, you know, to me, that means that they really haven't recovered. Mate, are they pretenders or contenders? What do you make of their um, biggest results? Biggest absolute waste of time. They've got a waste of a club, right? You've got all this money, all this panache because they're on top in the French League. Let's be honest. French football is not up to the standard of not even Italian well, football. Do you think and Italian about, football's in a crisis, do right? Do you think they care about um, Europe? Well, I think they do. Just just look at their transfer spending. But the problem is that the quality that they come up against week in, week out is not good enough for them to line up against Manchester United, a decimated Manchester United, oh, with yeah. a bunch of young guys running around. They couldn't Mate, even hold the a two... babes out there. They couldn't even hold a two-goal lead. I'm very disappointed. They deceived me once again, PSG. Well, it just shows you, mate, when a team believes, you know, and they play as a team, not as individuals... But honestly, can honestly, no one... And Roma would... was proof last season. That's right. But regard... take everything away that we've seen right now to this point. Yeah. PSG should have gone through. That's if you right. looked at the lineup before the game, even myself looking at the lineup, I would, I was like, oh, my goodness. What a cruise this is going to be for PSG. Well, I thought that myself. I'd go well. on my tea break and I see this score. I, almost, I, I fell off my chair. I almost, <laughs> did, I almost didn't wake up to watch the game. Almost. I'm like... Honestly... Honestly, Lucky I did, mate. It was oh. one of the greatest footballing uh, comebacks, I'd say, of our era. Yeah. You know, and we're lucky that we've seen plenty more. And there's plenty more to talk about in this episode. Well, it's dead set in the past, you know, ten years. It's this is crazy. Win. This is crazy. You know, all right, we've won Premier League titles in the past ten years. But yeah. This, I think, you know, I just brought wanna, the club together. Before you elaborate on that, lastly, I just want to know what it was like watching that game because I saw my team come back live in front mate, of my that, eyes. Like, wait. Wait, okay. I just want to know, what did you think at the end? Honestly, did you go on a, a rant? Did you just go absolutely crazy? Or so what? the match finished at about, what was it, quarter to seven? And, yeah, and, seven and your heart morning. rate when Rashford was about uh, to The it. whole house was woken up, I should just say, Far from from yeah. the of jubilation. I've only cried a couple times. For United and, you know, Ollie's done it again, mate. Indeed he has. Indeed was, he has. It was amazing. It was, it's a, honestly, it was one of the the most cheerful footballing stories in Europe. Well, no I don't teams, care about no, te- no other team has come back from two 0 away from home and come back to make it through. Oh, we came back from three 0 away from home, but anyway, four one. Sorry, four <laughs> one. Um, look, they did. They've done a good job. I can't say nothing. You know, I, I, I'm a neutral. For yep. all the other rival English teams, just have a look at the example that Manchester United is setting because that's a team on the up. It's a team that was decimated. It's yep. a team that played their young guys against a team with in excess of hundreds of millions of dollars spent and Mate, still went I through. Talk, like I said, on belief. it shows you when, when you have a, a manager that you believe in, you have individuals that believe in the manager and the club and want to play. Fans that support the club, the players, everyone's back on song. They're playing as a complete team, cohesive team. If there's one lesson to be learned from all this, 
in this Coach Killer segment of this episode, yeah. it's football is always 11 of, against 11. That's right. doesn't matter how many superstars you have. It's if they, 11 if they can't 11. play together, they can't play together, you know. And we've seen that in the past. Um, but let's talk about Neymar. Absolute garbage. What do you, what do you make of that? Like, sore loser? Big sore loser. You know, and he's just... Tuchel defended him as well. That guy as well. Honestly, Thomas Tuchel, you had me fooled. I actually thought he was a good manager. For you, for Why? a manager, for a manager to have succumbed to that defeat, not hanging crap on Manchester United because he's in great form, but he obviously underplanned. Mate, there he was no way. He obviously undervalued Manchester United. He didn't prep right for the game because you knew the form they were in. Even though they had a couple of big players out you know, and played young guys, he underestimated. Ten out of our normal starting 11 were missing. That's right. And the bench as, was all 17, 18 As a girls. professional manager employed by uh, you know, the shake there, yeah. I think he's a shake anyway, Probably. you know, your job is to do the best preparation, and what did he do? They came out and got embarrassed. They are the laughing stock of Europe, Complete and you know laughing what? Stock. They are in ranked of the Premier League table, the most competitive league. They are intense. That's right, and that's positive. why PSG is our coach killer of the week. Anyway, anyway, moving on from all the hype in Europe, let's come back down to Australia and let's kick it off with the A League review. Unbelievable results, Nick. Unbelievable. The reigning champions have fallen. They have fallen. And do you know who too? Well, I, I know. I watched the game. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, they they fell to a resurging Newcastle Jets team at GMHBA. Yes. They, so in Geelong, you know, victory. Go there with the panache and favouritism. It's the one game you, of the year. Uh, you expect, not hang, used on, to it, hang on, hang right? on. You expect them to win and thrash the life out of Newcastle Jets. But then Johnny Katrumba scores in the sec- in the first half, sorry, puts him up 1-0, and then Petratos with an absolute belter outside the box yeah, that was in a, injury that was a time goal, finishes it off. 2-0. 2-0. What yeah. are you doing, <laughs> Kevin Musket? That shiny bald head, what has happened to it? I don't know what's what's going on. There's, there must be a, a little bit of a plague happening down at the victory. Do you reckon they, it's victory plague? <laughs> they've been dropping a few points, um, you know, and they can't afford to drop any more. they got Brisbane Raw tomorrow night, so... Well, what do you, what does it make for forget about victory for a second? What about the Jets? What does it? Well, what does this mean for the them? The Jets are right in. They're right in there. They can take Adelaide. I out. mean, that means they're five games unbeaten now. So, yeah. oh, I don't know. You know what it is? It's are they going to do it? It's <laughs> it is. He's he's um, the leading that, the board. The Masso Marvel, mate. He was he was everywhere in that game against the victory. He was. No, no, he, they're doing very well. And, you know, him as well with his leadership qualities. He's obviously making them believe in something. Oh, him and um, Dimmy, mate, they're... So that's that's what it's all about down there. And, look, I'm going to say they're going to make the finals. So you think they can make... City I was or, just about City or, uh, No, no, Adelaide give me United. one. Give me one. Who, well, I think Adelaide United will miss. So Adelaide United will miss and well, City I hope Jets Adelaide will go United through. will miss because they're scum. Wow. But, <laughs> but, Harsh, Nicholas. But I think that will miss. I think City... I don't know. They got the shoemaker, but <laughs> <laughs> the one-eyed shoemaker—he's yeah. no good. That bloke. Yeah, he's no good. You're gonna you're gonna see him, you know, <laughs> delivering pizzas soon and shoemaking. Mate, you know what needs to happen? Victory need to sign Fornaroli next season. I think yeah, that was cause a stir. Imagine going to the Melbourne Derby, seeing huge. Bruno Fornaroli in the mighty V. Yeah, That'll be Kenny, nuts. Kenny, come on, mate. Kenny, you've been on the podcast. You know, we've hyped you up. You got to start scoring goals. <laughs> oh, we love you. He missed a few. Uh, Chances. No, he had a few chances um, in that Newcastle game. I don't. Yeah, he's got to look, start putting him away. Yeah, I agree with that because he's their big backup. You know, he's but look, he's a hard working player. 
He works hard off the ball. You know, he's always pressing up. You know, he's running back as well to defend. Experience, like he doesn't. I don't think he's. I do not think that because the A League's at a very easy, not easy level. But if you're a player coming from the NPL, you can sort of, you know, it's going to take time for you to adjust to the the A League in the NPL. Yeah, well, look, give him time. He's still young. He's a young prodigy of Australian football. If this guy takes off, then what? Imagine he goes to sign for an EPL team next season. It could be Stranger Arsenal. things have happened. You could, never know. He could get a game on us. Look what, what happened with Moy. Moy came here. No one expected nothing of him. He was a reject at that stage yeah. in his career. And I bang, agree. I, it launched him off again. If, if Kenny kicks off, mate, victory is going to be really unstoppable. On, on paper, they're the best team in the A-League. I agree. Just not playing like that. I agree. That they'll, they'll still be there in the final day anyway. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Next game. Oh, the drubbing. The Oh, my goodness. The, I can't believe this. There was so I don't many, even want to talk mate, about this. There were so many 911 calls, triple you know, <laughs> zero calls here. Down the F3 highway <laughs> down there with the big so sauce many, bottles. So many triple zero calls. Um, apparently, 11 men got their pants pulled down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was a That's too harsh. Massive Calm scenes. Or too harsh. No, no, no. Oh, so, mate, the Central Coast... Got demolished by Wellington Phoenix. Yes. Stephen Taylor and his boys. Yes. Final score, 8-2. Almost the worst in history. Almost a, history. Almost a cricket score, mate. You know, Central Coast already had problems going into the game. They had injuries. They had a lot of players missing for disciplinary reasons, you know, yep. suspensions and stuff like that. Oh, so Maybe maybe they were playing on amateur mode like in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dagger to the heart. Uh, if you're a Central Coast fan listening, sorry. Jem, come over to victory, man. Jem, cut, cut your losses, bro. No, no, you know what? I'm going to say this, and I don't even care that we interviewed him, but Jem Karasan was absolutely woeful. With all the experience he's had, to the yeah, way he played was an absolute shocker. Honestly, I expected more. No one's going to be beating the door well, down for your contract, mate. Let well, me tell you. And we had this guy on a week ago. Well, I didn't see any spirit or anything from him. You know, it's hard. Like to maybe he drives it, but the rest of the team, I don't know. They have the players. Like they have good a good squad. They just I don't know. I don't think they do have a good squad. That's why I disagree. And they sack Mike Mulvey. Which at is a, one o'clock in the morning. They couldn't wait till the next morning. So they honestly, sacked him at one o'clock in the honestly, morning. Honestly, no, no. And now they got ex Matilda. We game. need to have this discussion. You know, unbelievable scenes of on the faces of these fans. Right? They are the club's a joke. The club is a joke. Get rid of this damn club and let it sink into the hole. Or get owners that actually care about the club, want to bring players, don't want to make it a laughing stock like when they brought Bolt over, right? They yeah. brought Bolt over and that, mate, come on. People were, saying this is a, people were saying this is a great idea. Giving a, a worldwide sprinter a trial to play soccer, that is an absolute joke. Dortmund gave him a trial. I don't care. <laughs> the, the joke is that Central Coast gave him a trial because they need money. They're that desperate. That's the yeah. point I'm trying to make. You know, What's the solution, Stefan? What 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 happens? Get the hell out of here. That's the solution. Bring what, in Foldham? No, bring in a B League. Bring in the Hyundai B League, and then oh, we'll, we'll see if this team was all season. They're content. They're content with the fact that they're on the bottom, and they don't give a they don't give a squat. They well, don't. They care. know now that the season's over, right? So I don't know, mate. I, I just but wanna... still, it's pride on the line. Like, come on, they've got no pride. The pride's gone. You know, we were sitting here three episodes ago talking about their their number one fan, right? That guy who's going through harsher times than this. How would he be feeling? Look at his team. Seriously, the Central Coast Manners, you guys are an absolute joke. I don't care. That would be a mid-table NPL team. Mate, Bentley Greens will come over and give him an ass kicking, all right? Well, you know, mate, it was 4-0 at half time. That's a joke. 
Look, that's fine, right? right? That's fine. Blowouts happen. They happen in Europe. But what I couldn't perceive, the lack of trying, the lack of trying. Mate, f- 59 minutes have gone, you're 7-0 down. How much more are you going to try? You can't. But this, you just give up. No, but and this is, no. Yeah. But how did you get to 7-0 down is what I'm asking. Because the players don't give it a shit. Jem Carajan well, came Wellington here from Reading. Jem Carajan came all the way from Reading just to collect a nice paycheck. Because the owner yeah. doesn't give a diddly squat about the team. He'll just pay anyone their wages. And, it, you know, Bozza was saying this as well. What happens if the players get told, right, mm-hmm. after the game, oh, you know, they're not getting paid or they have to wait on their wages? Then you'll see them run out on the park, he said. <laughs> and that's the honest truth. That's they're content. True. They know they're not going to go down. They know nothing will happen. But, mate, if no, you're a Central right. Coast fan, seriously, if I was a Central Coast fan, I'd give all my merchandise back to the club. I'd send the membership back to the club because that is not a club. It's just a bunch of rich kids taking your money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's move on. What's our next game? Moving on. I'm out of breath. But anyway, right. <laughs> moving on to a more sunnier topic. Western Sydney versus the Brisbane Raw. What an entertaining game. You know, Riera absolutely dominated and he fired the Western Sydney to a 4-1 A-League win over Brisbane. But... It, the win was sort of overshadowed because the German marvel of Western Sydney mm-hmm. actually got omitted. Really? So Popper's What's his name? Mate, I'm struggling give, to give say it. Give it a go. Give it a go. Bom Johan? Yeah, I don't know. Bom Johan. Anyway, look, Alexander, the, the uh, German marvel, right, yep. got omitted. And Why is that? Well, we don't know. They haven't said they right, said. Yeah. They said, look, they've said, oh, you know, he hasn't been trying in training. That is a load of garbage. We both know there's more to this situation. You know, the thing is Marcus Babel recommended this guy to the Wanderers and he, he said he really, really, really wanted to get him in at the start of the year, so I'm not sure what's happening. But anyway, Nick, tell me how you saw the game. Well, Rira's first half double got the, got the job done after, yeah. what's his name, um, from Brisbane, uh, Wenzel Halls. Yeah. That super strike, <laughs> know, man. That was so good. <laughs> but, you know, they did enough to win the three points at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, yeah, no, they they did very well, and you know, I just still can't believe uh, Babel omitted uh, the German. It's quite crazy, Stefan. I I totally agree. You know, uh, the win continues the Wanderers' fine recent form, though, with three wins and a draw in their past four matches, lifting them wow. to twenty points. I know that's a, that's unreal. Like, a few weeks. I know we were hammering him. We were hammering him. They, they were down there with the Central Coast, and Bab- what's Babel, going on? we nicknamed Babel the Tomato. Well, they're, they're eight points behind sixth place Wellington now. Yeah. Right? Six games remaining in the season. Can they turn it around, Stefan? Will they get in there? Uh, look, it's a long shot for them to get in there. No, they won't get in there because there's issues with the German, yep. you know, with both of them, Babel and Bom Johan or whatever his name is. <laughs> I can't say it. But, yeah, there's obviously a rift between them and he's their best player. I think we're seeing the real Western Sydney now. Yeah, They're standing up. Well, guess what? It's but it too late. It's yeah. too late. It's, it's not, not good be, enough. It's too late. It's not good enough. But lastly, just before we finish the A-League review, okay. seriously, the Central Coast Mariners are an absolute disgrace <laughs> to this country. They I'm are. so sorry. They are. They're a disgrace to the football in Australia. Get it right. <laughs> That's it. Good job. But anyway, moving on. Moving on from my bad temper at the Is moment. Is it time? It's time. All right. So... We sat down with a very, very special A League player. Do you want to? Do you want to tell us? Absolute gentleman and amazing. What a person! He was pretty humble as well. You know, quality three-time A League champion. Yes, and what might people know him as? The slippery fish from Brisbane Raw, Enrique. And this is how it went. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest for episode 27. He's a three-time A-League champion winner with the mighty Brisbane Roar, the slippery fish himself, Enrique. Welcome, Enrique. How are you, mate? Glad to have you on. Thanks, guys. Uh, I am good. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Thank Thank you, mate. So, uh, Enrique, let's just kick off the interview uh, by asking you about your early career and growing up and playing football in Brazil. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that was like? Yes. Uh, my first memory about uh, star playing uh, was uh, very difficult. Uh, you know, uh, so back then, uh, my mom and my dad wasn't uh, able to, to keep it up, you know, paying the fees and uh, putting me in a good club. So, so I had to choose to go for a smaller club in Brazil. And uh, I just had to go by myself, you know, as a seven years old, uh, catching bars and Go by go by yourself, and uh, you know, like was very difficult, but was something that I I choose to do it, you know. So back then I knew that I wanted, oh, I just want to play soccer, you know. I didn't know about being professional, but I love to play soccer anywhere on the street or on the school after school anywhere. So I just yeah. choose to do that. Fantastic. Like all the young kids, you know, yeah, uh, it's, that's really good, you know, to show that passion and, you know, the love for the game. Yes, that, that's what I'm all about. So I'm all about to show, like, my passion on the field, you know, uh, show that everyone is capable of doing. If I did, someone else can do as well. Enrique, a lot of uh, the listeners uh, today won't know that you actually signed for Feyenoid uh, in Holland when you were 18. Can you uh, tell us what it was like and the difference in quality compared to the Brazilian clubs you played for? Yes, oh, it was unbelievable, unbelievable experience. Uh, you know, I played with likes of Van Persie, you know, even like Leonardo, who played for Newcastle Jets a few seasons ago, was there as well. Uh, wow. Yes, all the big players were just starting, so it was unbelievable experience. Uh, and I was choose to go there and, and experience that. That's awesome. Well, Enrique, can you tell us why you ended up choosing to come to the A League, and um, you know why the Brisbane Roar? What brought you to Australia? To be honest, uh, I'll be very, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you guys. So I didn't choose. It was just an opportunity that comes up. I, I was about to sign in a club in Brazil, which would oh, make yeah. me uh, sign like my biggest contract in Brazil. But okay. uh, uh, I wasn't very happy, you know, like I wasn't very happy uh, in Brazil. So uh, yeah. I already decided if, some, if something else comes up to change everything, I would take. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember Ronaldo, so who played before me at Brisbane Roar. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. so he was very good friend of mine. You signed to replace him, right? Yes, exactly right. So... Uh, I played with him in Brazil uh, since young age, and uh, he oh, called wow. me one day and just like, oh, look, if you want to change, that's the opportunity. So I'm injured, and they are looking for a replacement. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, sh- I show your videos here. They love. If you come here, I think that's a big opportunity for you and for the club. I say, oh, well, uh, so I'm free and I want to change. Yeah, let's take it. So... In the, in the end, it was a win-a-win, so everybody won. That's right. And you, f- you fell in love with the country too, right? Yes, that's that's something <laughs> that I have to express, you know. Uh, 
you know, the city, the country, the club all embrace me. And uh, I'm very grateful of, for uh, Australia. You know, so my family are very happy here. So I have two beautiful children. They are all born here. So we are very happy. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Sounds like a very like good good story. Worked out for everybody. You That's know? it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to most of the A-League players, Enrique, you're quite accomplished. You know, you won three championships with the Raw. Are you satisfied with that or do you still strive uh, for more titles? No, I'm never satisfied. I'm never satisfied. And I, <laughs> and I think when I, when, I, when I feel satisfied, I have to stop, you know. So, yes, it was a great memory, great achievement. I'm very proud of that. I think the club is very proud. But, you know, me and I think the club that's, have the same mentality. So we are always going for more. And uh, that's what makes me get up every morning and go to training, improve myself, improve my game, and win more titles. Well, you guys uh, at the Raw, you won it back to back to back, which is amazing accomplishment. And I remember in the 2011 Grand Final against the Mariners, where when you made your comeback after the broken arm and you scored the winning penalty, you know that must have been such a rewarding feeling. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, uh, back back the story. So it was a hard time for me. It was my major injury at the time. So I never had any injury like that before. And, uh, you know, be sidelined for almost four months and uh, come back just for the final series. And uh, everybody telling me before, so, yeah, just don't worry about next season. Don't worry about this season. Say. And uh, I was, at the time, I spoke with my wife, so everybody just write me off and I'll show everybody that I, I still can do it this season. So, and uh, to come back and win and you know, scored the first goal of the comeback and scored the winner penalty was uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was good feeling. Were... So I can't really describe how emotional I was at that time. You're, you were such an integral part to the team and you still are now. Yeah. But, um, you know, Stefan, what's what's your next question for, for Enrique? <laughs> well, I want to ask Enrique, playing under the great Frank Farina must have been an honour. You know, how was he as a coach? Yeah, uh, very good. So uh, I have to tell you guys this story. So uh, I just arrived <laughs> and, it, yeah. uh, you know, so we were playing against Celtic and uh, he tried to make uh, make a substitution at halftime. So I didn't understand, you know, because I was playing really well and uh, it was me to come off. And uh, I was like, oh, but I don't understand. I don't understand the English. I don't know what he says. So I, I'm playing well. I, I don't know why I'm coming off. Anyway, so the next day after the game, I was choosing, you know, the best play of that match. Uh, and uh, he came to me say, with the translator and he just like, look, you have to understand. So football, it's like this. The coach make uh, a choice and you just have to accept. So from then on, I learned, I learned football-wise, you know, like because before it was just funny. But I know now, like, the coach has a job to do. The coach needs to make a choice, needs to make uh, his point. And the players have to accept. And that was a big learning for me, big, big learning. So I never had any coach that I learned so much apart from him. All right. Was he a tough coach, Frank? Was he Not tough? at all, not at all. So no. he was the humblest guy I ever met oh, in my wow. whole career. Yeah, yeah. So And that's why he told me in a nice way. He told me in a really nice yeah. way, but yeah. 
yeah, I learned so much from that moment. Look, at least you didn't spit the dummy like uh, Kepa Azabulaga did. <laughs> in the, in the, you know, when he had to get subbed off, I got, that was a big mess. So, you know, at least you did the right thing, the team thing, and, you know, you came off. You know, every player, I guess, is frustrated, but, you know, that's it's a good good thing to see. Yeah. Y- yes, and, you know, like you said, that, like, it's a big disrespect, not just for the coach and just for the, his teammates, you know, for that's the support, right, right. the crowd, to everybody. The player coming on wants you know wants to have his chance as well, and you're taking that away from him. Yeah, that's, that's right. Exactly right. So and uh, he's I, your he's your brother, you know, like. Yes, that's so disrespectful. But anyway, so that's that was his case. So he needs to take responsibility now, and you know, uh, take, uh, the club I think will, will take action against him. So yeah, yeah, for sure, and. Enrico, who would you say has had the most influence on your career? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's emotional to say that. Uh, I think my father, my father, yeah, uh, he never saw me play any professional uh, oh. game, but uh, I think he's always with me. So. Of course, oh, of course, yes. Enrique is always there when you're on the field. He's always watching, and I'm sure he'll be proud of you. Like, mate, you've accomplished so much. I know you've accomplished everything. You're you're a household Australian A League player name. Everyone knows who you are in the A League. We all know Enrique, mate. Right. So nah. you've accomplished big nah. things. But Thanks, one one thing, Enrique, that can we ask you? Where does the nickname Slippery Fish come from? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I, I, like like, I love the nickname, but I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I think someone came up with that, so yeah, worked really well. So I don't yeah. know. No, it's good. It's quite creative, you know. Yeah. Um, so, Enrique, in 2016, you left Brisbane for Adelaide. What made you push for a move back to Brisbane? Uh, look, uh, when I come back to Adelaide, so I was very happy to be back in Australia, you know, and uh, uh, Adelaide opened the door for me to be back and my family as well. So, but uh, I was searching for something, you know, even when I left Brisbane before I come back to Adelaide, I was searching for something and I thought it was elsewhere. But uh, my happiness, I know, I know, know it's always going to be here, uh, football-wise, uh, play with uh, close close friends and uh, you know the club that I love to play for so that's 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 why I came back to Brisbane because uh, I love the club uh, you know I, I, when I, when I first came to Australia I fell in love with the city uh, the club the the supporters everybody here so I, I have a lot of friends here so that's why I came back. Yeah, well, look, Enrique, if you ever want to move down to Melbourne, you know, <laughs> come back here. We, we, we love the Melbourne victory. We like Brisbane Road too, but, you know, we'd be happy to have you on any the Any day, any day. <laughs> um, can, oh, can you tell us about, you know, your teammates at the Raw? Who's the biggest, you know, joker in the locker room? Oh, bigger joker. Uh, so we had a quite a few. So, but at the moment, I think Jack, Jack Hingen. Jack Hingen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. But in the past, we had Massimo Mudaka. Oh, what a funny guy. <laughs> oh, like what a funny pranks, guy. Huh? Yeah, we miss him so much. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, you know, uh, Charlie what about Miller the back biggest in the day. Oh, <laughs> Who's the biggest you. sook? Yeah, who, who, doesn't the the jokes? <laughs> who doesn't take the jokes right, you know? Yeah, who but, doesn't take the jokes? Uh, I would say... Uh, 
It's hard. I think everybody <laughs> got a little bit better, but I, I don't know why they don't they don't joke around with me. I don't know why I'm so strong. <laughs> you you probably tear them apart in training that's why they get scared <laughs> yeah you're like the boss and then you know they're like that um they you know like your little <laughs> followers students. yeah <laughs> that's a good 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 way to put it um, but um you know on a serious note uh the raw aren't you know, in the best position um, this season, they're not doing as well as they could. Um, you know, what's so? What's your goal as a Brisbane Royal player for the end of the season? What do you? What would you like to see? So yeah, as you guys say, we at the moment don't have the season, the season that we plan to have. But now we have to to finish uh, on a high. You know, my personal goal is uh, win as much games as I can. You know, play more minutes than I can. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously I want to play more years. So, uh, yes, I need to finish it off this season really well, you know, winning games. And I think last game was a good starting point again for us as a team. Yeah, it was a great win on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we need to, to keep it that up. And uh, I think it's not just me, but everyone has something to prove. You know, this season hasn't been uh, good for us. And we need to yeah. prove a point. Well, you know, it's great. You know, um, so what do you expect? You know, next season, will will the Raw be title challengers again? Yeah. Uh, always. Always. You know? Always. And, yeah. So I think any team in the league uh, come, come, come with the start of the season, I think that they can do it. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, with the change that the club will make, uh, will make us strong. You know, who make us yeah. really strong. We need to be back on track. Uh, we need to play really well for next season. And uh, 100% sure we're going to be back strong than we are right now. Yeah. And, mate, just quickly, are you signed on for next season? No, I'm are not. Stay- I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not so we've got to give so Kevin Musket a call. And we get... might have to give Kevin Musket a call and get you down here. Experience <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, no, I mean, no. can you say can you say in plural terms, you know, have you had any offers so far to stay? Any or little thing you that you can do Are something else? No, they know. They know that I want to stay here. That's my preference. Okay. So yeah. they know what I want. Uh, they know that I love this club and uh, I want to stay here. But, you know, yeah, yeah. As, as a footballer, uh, you know, you never know. So I, I mentioned to them that I want to continue play. And yeah. uh, I, I've been showing that I, I'm capable of playing another season or so. I agree. So now yeah. it's, up, it's up to them, you know, to make their work. And uh, if they do so, they know that I, I always choose Brisbane. But as a footballer, you never know the future. Of course. Yes, of that's course. right. Well, on a final note, um, Enrique, you know, give the youngsters out there who are listening to this interview a little bit of motivation and words, you know, on what it takes to become the the professional like yourself and, you know, to get to win a championship and things like that. So, yes, uh, first and foremost is, like, you need to drive. That's nobody going to go out there and train for you. You need to go out there and train as hard as you can and yeah. never, never, never be satisfied. The day that you being satisfied, that's the day you finish. So you're going to be always look for improvement, look for improvement. Uh, you know, if you're tired, 
that's no worries, go again. If you make a mistake, no worries, go again. That's always the next day and try to improve always. Yeah, that's some great words. That's there. amazing. That that really sticks with me, mate. Um, Enrique, look, we thank you for your time today and it was a pleasure having you on to tell us your footballing story. Yeah, but, absolutely. A massive pleasure and, you know, we hope you get that contract next season and, yeah. you know, hopefully we can speak to you again sometime, you know, yes. and see how things are tracking. No, thanks so much, guys. It was a pleasure to be with you and uh, I hope we can speak soon and talk about my next contract. Yeah, done. <laughs> Very done. soon. <laughs> please consider Melbourne victory. Please, okay? can, please come to Melbourne. If there's an offer from Melbourne, just come. All right, just come here. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Thank All you. right, Enrique, have a good one. Thank you, mate. Thank you. That was a real pleasure interviewing Enrique. He was very was. humble. You know, he gave us some fantastic advice. You know, great was, gave. I sounded like I had a little bit of a parrot there, <laughs> repeating my question. Rem- <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he, in all seriousness, yeah, he was he was probably one of the best players that we've spoken to. Yeah, and um, and mate. Give him a contract, Brisbane Royal. What yes, are you doing? I know. What are they Sign doing? He's one of your pivotal players. But Sign a huge thank you. A or huge Kevin Musket, if you're listening. To Enrique. He'll, he can help out the victories. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as you said, thank you. <laughs> that was really... <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Game of the Week. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Unbelievable. What a, what a fantastic game it was. Our game of the week was a battle for the top four in England currently between Arsenal and United. The game finished 2-0 to Arsenal, which was pretty much of a shock. Nick, what did you make of the game? Mate, it was a, it was a weird game. Um, we deserved to lose it because we didn't take our chances. Oh, I think I've never heard you say that. We need no, to get that on the honest. rerun. <laughs> it's just honest. We, we, we outplayed them in patches, then they got goals at important times, and that's, that's it. It just ruined it like for, for the United players. Well, let's talk about the goals. Now, firstly, it's uh, Solskjaer's first EPL's loss as a United manager, so it's probably a good thing that he got the monkey off his back. But it started with a complete howler by the overrated David De Gea. Overrated in your <laughs> opinion, anyway. In everyone's opinion. Anyway, just because you got Olsen at um, Roma. <laughs> oh, all right. Probably um, a better job. You don't mate. know what a good goalkeeper looks like. It's all right, but mate. He's not, he's it not was, looking at the skies during was, the day. It was it's absolutely fine. shocking. It was, a, it was a blunder. Thank but you. Shaka's strike was nothing special. It was nothing. But Demi Petrados' goal was so much better. The trajectory, trajectory, sorry. It was a hidden running, hope. He wasn't going to hit it. It was a hidden he hope. Hit it because Some he wind saw, hit the ball. No, but he hit it because he saw De Gea was uh, looking up in the clouds um, off his line. I don't I don't rate it at all. It was, but it was poor goalkeeping. But what can you do, mate? He saved us so many times. That's you know, right. We'll now we'll now his true quality is coming at the game. We'll give him... <laughs> We'll give him an off day. Well, you know, time. look, United had their chances. They hit the woodwork twice in the first half. You know, they just looked hungover after the sensational Champions League effort. Yeah, and Matic really looked off the pace as well, you know, coming back from injury. Um, and Arsenal have now leapfrogged United and are in fourth position, unfortunately. Yes, and that penalty, what do you make of it? Oh, uh, it, you know, it came at a good time for them. We were attacking, you know, cutting through their midfield, their defence. And, you know, we looked the more likely team to score. But, you know, they got the penalty call. It was pretty soft, but it was a penalty, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a penalty. That's um, <laughs> and Aubameyang put it through. Like, he couldn't do it against Spurs. But we're unlucky he put it through. <laughs> <laughs> but, that look, anyway, Arsenal's ninth home win in a row, and they're now only a point behind Tottenham. Well, there's eight games left. You know, Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, fighting for third and fourth position. Who do you think will get it? 
Uh, I'll have to say, I think Arsenal will get in there, but between Tottenham, Man U and Chelsea, I don't know. I can't give you an answer. Give me a couple of weeks, I reckon, because they've all got important games coming up. None of them have an easy run, whereas Arsenal have the easiest run, so Arsenal will make it through. So. We, we blew a chance, but it's fine. It's Arsenal. They're, they've got a history of I think you know, Tottenham not can, performing. I think like, Tottenham could drop out. I won't be surprised if they come out and lose to Newcastle in the next EPL game. But I think Chelsea and United will finish third and fourth. <laughs> of course you're going to say Tottenham, United. Tottenham, <laughs> oh, like, no, we will. You'll see. I guarantee that. Oh, you guarantee yeah. it. All right, Easy nice. money if you want to go and bet on it. Yeah, no, nah, don't bet. But bet people. responsibly. Don't uh, bet. Bet responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apart from that dreadful game between Arsenal and Manchester United, let's move on to Around the Leagues. Yes, let's begin now with Around the Leagues and let's start it off with Tottenham Hotspurs. They are a dark horse in the Champions League, in my opinion, but their form in the EPL is absolute garbage. One point in their last four, blowing a 10-point lead in front of fourth. It's absolutely ridiculous how bad they are at the moment. You know, They dominated Southampton the whole game, and um, they managed to throw the game away, really, albeit the Saints are fighting for survival, but the Spurs are fighting for top four. Yeah, well, Pochettino watched from the sidelines, you know, serving out his ban, and afterwards he ripped into the team saying they were complacent and arrogant, which he is so, so disappointed about. And after they, you know, triumphed in the Champions League against Dortmund and announced they would be moving into their, you know, new home after the mid-season break, um, oh, the international break, sorry, uh, you know, the result in the EPL against Southampton was an absolute shock for me, like, you know, um, especially with what's on the line for them. You, know, you better hope they're an actual dark horse in the Champions League because it doesn't look like they're finishing anywhere near the oh, top four. They're going to be sixth. They will do something in the Champions League. We'll just wait and see. That I can assure you already, mate. It'll be interesting. But now let's move on to the Merseyside derby where Liverpool drew nil-nil with Everton and so it saw them give up top spot to Manchester City. Oh, the bin dippers. And apparently it was uh, because... If you listen to Mr. Klopp and believe him, it was the wind's fault, you know? Since what when, absolute rubbish. Since when did he become a weatherman? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's got Sandra Sully or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, the, the argument's there about whether they've let it slip again. So I'll ask you, do you think they let it slip? I think it's hard for them now. It's cities to lose. They're in front. They've got but, that point in front. That's all they need, man. But there's still eight games left, so anything can happen. And both teams are still in the Champions League contention. So, you know, everyone's got an equal shot at getting multiple trophies if they like. I think Liverpool have shown recently that they're not the team that everyone thinks they are. They Look, so they're not without tip? a chance. They're what's not without, your tip for the I think title? City will win. Well, I right? think Liverpool. That's, that's fair enough, but... I. You know, I think we'll be proven that Liverpool's not good enough. <laughs> OK. Well, sorry, Liverpool fans, for that. And it all begins to... with bombing out to Ajax in the Champions League, hopefully. <laughs> no. Hopefully they get Ajax. Now let's head over to Spain for some big news in La Liga. Zizou is back in town. Huge news. He's back, the baldy. <laughs> well, it's a complete surprise for me. Like, I didn't expect it at all, um, you know. Uh, they have been horrible form though. They, you know, bombed out to Ajax. They got thrashed. Yeah, they you know? did. They got thrashed. And then more two than losses <laughs> to, in the El Clasico against their massive rival Barcelona. Um, but I don't think it was time for Santi, you know, to get his head chopped off. I'm spewing that they sacked him because I would have loved to see him stay on for another year or two and see the demise of Real Madrid. But unfortunately, we won't get to see that now. <laughs> Mate, I don't. I don't think it comes down to the coach. I think it's just the players. They're not the same team they were. 
I agree with that. 12 I agree. months ago. I agree. But the coach's not good enough anyway, so. Oh, we'll never know. They didn't it, give it him a chance. Itself. Who is he, man? Who Look, is he? They gave he's a nobody. Uh, three managers in one season. Come on. Come you on, Give somebody a chance. Go split the oranges. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I think they brought back the wrong man, really. You know, it wasn't Zidane who was responsible for the amazing results that he they achieved, um, winning the three Champions Leagues or whatever. Uh, it was the Portuguese master, CR7, who was responsible, and he's in Turin winning ties for them now. Yeah, well, you know, it's reported as well that there's 400 million euros for them to spend and Neymar's top of the list. So, you know, we'll Mate, if see. that's true, I think, you know, that's a big, big um, buy for them, a big thing, um, you know. But... It's really their MO and shows, like, you know, they don't want to develop their players. They're ready to buy their made players. Anyway, let's talk about that team in Turin that I absolutely hate. Juventus <laughs> had a huge comeback this week. You know, they won 3-0 at home against Atletico. They went through to the quarters and Ronaldo had trick. No more to say. Forget it. Mate, <laughs> huge result for the old lady. I know you're a bit sour, but that's fine. It's all right. We did um, it first. So Ronaldo was an just... absolute... Fire, mate. He was on fire. No, you know, he to, led that team. It's good, to see, it's good to see Ronaldo, you know, smashing it. And it's good to see an Italian team up there, you know. I don't know what that meant for Italian football, not even to have one team. So at least it's the championship and, team in the quarters. And look, we called it last uh, last week's episode. We said, you know, I know. Someone Ronaldo out there would have cashed in. Someone out there would have cashed in big time. Unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't me, but, you know. <laughs> oh, and also, you know, I, remember that post we saw during the week of Patrice Evra, you know, Manchester United's yes. uh, former teammate. Well, he was Matt. He was Ronaldo's former teammate at Manchester United. Sorry. Yes, yes, get and, it right. <laughs> um, you know, and he showed us text that uh, they, they were texting before the second leg, and you know, what yeah. did it say? I mean, it? the text said, "People kill me every time you or Juve lose." And then Ronaldo replied, saying, "I know we're gonna pass, bro. At home, we will smash them." For oh, I love that. Just that confidence, like he knew. You know, it wasn't yeah, over, and that determination just proves why he's the GOAT. Yeah, that's right. He's a testament to himself. He's a hard worker, and he's pretty determined. So, you know, good on him. Why not? Well, unlike another team in Italy, uh, Inter Milan, yes. went crashing out on Friday against uh, Frankfurt 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They named that after. Mate, that's what you get. That's a sausage. That's a hot dog, Frankfurt. It is. <laughs> well, it's a team that beat Inter Milan and well, sent them packing. Well, that's it. They deserve and it. That's, well, that's what they get for treating their best player like crap. Well, I agree, mate. Inter at the start of the season, so much hype, so much, you know, to know. They're going to challenge Juve. Bananas. They're losing to teams like Frankfurt. Pack the club up, send Ren- uh, Spalletti home, and, you know, that's it. Call it a day, Inter Milan. Fold. Look. <laughs> oh, that's, fold. That's a, that's Go a fold. big call. Might as well. Um, well, apparently Akali's on his way to either Juventus or Real Madrid, um, you know, who are leading the race for his, for his services. I think he'll, he'll end up at Real Madrid. He he's that type of player. He's a think, black type of player. If you I know think what I, mean. I think he just he loves the the Serie A, you know. Or maybe he wants to prove himself. Who knows? In a different league. Yeah. Well, there but you go. imagine he goes to Juventus. What a front three: Ronaldo, Dybala, Icardi. Yeah, that's the best three in Europe. Oh, by far better than PSG's front three. Yes, I I, I firmly think so. And um, For you know, now. <laughs> well, I agree. And. You know, speaking of Inter, they're in shocking form. You know, Roma had their chance, mate, to get into the top four, and then they're just not taking it. They went down 3 0 to their rivals, Lazio. What's mate, going on? That was two weeks Mar-a-da-roma, ago. Maradona, Maradona. <laughs> Do you know what's That's happened? That's what I was hearing. Shut up. Do you know what's happened in two weeks? <laughs> Have you heard the news, or do you want me to enlighten well, you? Well, there have been some changes. Let us Massive know. changes. Medical staff out. Coach out. Sporting director out. Owners in, out. Come no, on. No, not the owners. <laughs> in comes Ranieri and the crew and a new sporting director who hopefully won't sell 
six or seven players per transfer window and bringing 11 hacks like Steven Nzonzi and Javier Pastore. Well, well, like, well, like, Ranieri's back for his second stint. You know, Monch is gone. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I am, because I know Ranieri's capabilities. You know, he <laughs> took us within 30 minutes of taking the title of Inter, the treble winning Inter, of Mourinho's Inter. So yeah. for that, I can say, yeah, give him a chance, and I hope he can stay on. Well, it's great to see that they're, you know, willing to change something and not just um, doing nothing, really. But yeah. they've got to stop selling their players, man. It's like it's like Arsenal. Like, you know, I agree. You I, know, I you think... guys are trying to pay for a new stadium. Maybe, here's an idea, here's a little idea. Maybe you guys merge with Inter and then you'll be fourth. <laughs> Never. Inter merda. <laughs> no, no, look, we'll see what happens. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot still to go down in Italian football. The race for the four is pretty hot. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's move away from Italy and let's go into the Asian Champions League. So two games are now completed in the Asian Champions League. Mate, and unfortunately our Aussie clubs are absolute rubbish. As per usual. Well, the victory, you know, from two games, two losses, zero points. And Sydney, one draw, one loss, so they have one point. Can the Aussies turn it around? No chance. No chance, mate. None of them are making it through. They're an embarrassment to our country. Well, another embarrassing thing, you know, when they played against Hiroshima... You know, they actually played a second-string Hiroshima side. Yeah, I Like, know. if you look, they that was their first game for the season. Right. The J-League's maybe, what is it, four rounds in now? Yeah. But these players haven't played one minute. That's like, a joke. Like, that's the second-string side. Um, you know, what does it say about the A-League, you know? Like, this victory's the know, best team on paper and, in the A-League. And they went there with Toivonen and Honda and played them, played our first team, and we got absolutely dominated. Is it just because they're not showing up right now? Like, the, we're talking about the plague before. Yeah. Like. I think, look, I think it partially could be that they're not showing up, but it's not going to get easier. Cannavaro's coming here in three weeks' time with Guangzhou, with Jackson Martinez up front. They're going to get an ass-kicking. That's going to be a good game. We should get, head down to that one. Yes. <laughs> um, but... Finally, uh, European, uh, finally, European competition has been tough, you know, for the English team, English teams in recent years. But this season, all six teams in the Champions League and the Europa League have qualified to the next round. Why is that, Stefan? Has you know the English league improved, or has everyone dropped off? No, I just think they've had favourable draws, and Manchester United coming back includes them in. Man City getting an easy draw. Tottenham showing up, which was good. And then you've got the other two, Chelsea and Arsenal, who are doing well in the Europa League. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the league. I mean, everyone remembers the winner. Just because they made it doesn't mean nothing. But seriously, in, in, like I can the give last, you a stat. in the last five years, one team will make it through. Sometimes no teams will make it through. So yeah, I know. They're improving. Season. Yeah, but look at last season for the Italian league, right? Yep. Napoli, Fiorentina, Lazio make it through in the Europa. Roma and, and Juve make it through, yep. right? Napoli bombed out one team. Five teams, the league's resurged. No, because no one won it. Yep. You know, if the, if, if the best, it's too, too early to call. I get what too, you're saying. It's too, too early to call, you know, and two of them are going to drop out because of the draw. Well, let's have a look at the Champions League um, games that came out. I know, I'm licking my lips already after what I've seen. <laughs> Ooh, so we got uh, an all-English quarterfinal, of Spurs course. versus City. Oh, well, Man City's are through already. You nah. reckon? No Spurs more dark might knock them out. Spurs <laughs> might knock them out, you don't know. Um, then we've got Ajax and Juve. Oh, Juve Ooh, the, already through. The giant killers. Yeah, right. Ajax All a right. chance? Or no, is Ronaldo too nah, much? Ronaldo's too good. Semi-finals already for Juventus supporters. Start oh, cheering. Oh, the big game... Porto got it pretty easy. <laughs> Porto's got Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool are through. Enjoy. Yeah, I think it's quite easy for them. Enjoy Liverpool. Well, I don't know. Enjoy they beat yourself. Roma. Roma made the semifinals last season. Couldn't happen. Don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. <laughs> don't That's think my so clear either. word. And the last one, 
it's the biggest high, maybe. Yes, the biggest, the biggest rivalry. Yeah, yeah, the biggest. The replay of the 2009. Oh, you remember? One, I think, where we lost. You remember? United versus Barcelona. Far out. Are what we, a game. Is United a chance? Yeah, of course. I think United can beat them. Interesting. I think Interesting you know uh, my predictions for all of them. I'll give them to you. Go. The semi-finals will be Liverpool, Juventus. I hate to say it, Manchester City. And as much as I hate to say it, Manchester United. Thank you very much. I, I agree with that. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. At least we're friends. And let's <laughs> let's hope Porto get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our around the league segment. Now let's move on to my favourite segment, fan, fan talk. talk. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Nick, our first question comes from Joseph. Give McElway. it to me. Come on. The Jets. Will it be an easy win, or will the pressure to win big? Get to them. Well, I think he's referring to them getting into the finals. Yes. Like we were sort of saying before, I think the Jets Jets are a real chance. And either City or Adelaide are going downhill. Right? Uh, yeah. So I think I think they have the experience from last season. I agree. Making the grand final. And yeah. I think they'll be in there. I'll be in there for you, Joseph. Yeah, I think, Mr. McAway, you're correct, mate. Jets all the way. They're going to make the yeah, six. Yeah, come on, Jets. Come on, Georgeski fans. Get behind <laughs> Get them. Get behind them. Let's see, let's see Adelaide drop out. I'll love nothing more <laughs> than that. <laughs> What's next? Our next question comes from Flying Penguin. Oh, my God. Mate, he loves us. This guy loves us. That's all right. It. I he, says, he says, <laughs> what is the best haircut for maximum football performance? <laughs> <laughs> is it Fellaini's afro that blocks defenders' views of the ball as they try to win those aerial duels? Is it Ryan Babel's red hair that you could pick him out from your peripheral vision? <laughs> is it Kevin Musket's shiny head that blinds the opposition's keeper? So I think you get I, the drip. I think what, he, what do you reckon? I think you make some good points, like, you know, having Fellaini in a wall. Never know. Yeah, I know. That's true, actually. Um, Who's the best? What's the best footballing haircut? A footballing haircut? Oh, you, I don't know. You've got to just be plain and simple or else you're just showing off, I think. Yeah. I think it plays nothing. I reckon, look... It could make some points, but I think it just has nothing to do with I it. I think, regardless of the performance, the best-looking haircut that we've seen in football was uh, Edgar Davids, mate. The dreads. Oh, the dreads yeah, and the, the sunnies. Yeah, the dreads the and the sunnies. sunnies. I think that was something special. I saw that. was like, More wow. importantly, at least he's off the handball questions. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And the VAR decision says, yeah. calm down a bit, yeah, which is good. good. <laughs> and our final question Tell comes me. from Mane underscore YNWA. Oh, no. Uh, good friend, Mane. <laughs> With the CL about to enter into the quarterfinals, who are the finalists this year, he asks. Ooh, so, Nick, so... who is there at the final this year? Who is it against who? It is Juventus against Barcelona. Oh, or wow. it's going to be Manchester United versus Liverpool. Oh, wow. That's, I like it. That, there's no other options. I'll give you one option, and I know for a fact this will happen. I can tell you right now. It's going to be Manchester City... Versus Barcelona. Ooh, big call. Yeah. Big call. Pep up against but up against Messi, his protege, <laughs> if you like. Well, you know, that's been fan talk for this week. Thank you for all your questions and look out for the post in the next fortnight. Get them in. Let's get, you know, as many as possible. Post your questions. We love people. fan talk. So give it's us a question. It's my favourite segment. I want give 20 questions a week. Give us topics. Give us anything you want us to discuss. Anything. We're... Haircuts, socks, yeah. colours, anything. Shorts. <laughs> Anything goes. You know, how bad Roma is. Anything. How overrated De Gea is. Anything. Anything at all. But anyway, 
Yeah, let's talk about. I just want to talk about some uh, European qualification now for the yes, Euros. Yes, they kick off uh, this coming week. Yeah, and all the groups are out, and you know, as we know, all the heavyweights are playing, and the heavyweights are going to go through because it's the Euro. But not you know, necessarily. I mean, <laughs> well, look, I think most of them will go through. But if you have a look at the groups, you know, there are some enticing games. You know, you've got you know a group like Group G, for instance. It's got Austria, Macedonia, Israel, Latvia, Poland, and Slovenia. I mean, yeah. any one of those teams can go through. Well, it's know. a group of death. I think it's the hardest group. Because uh, it is. I mean, but just got have four a look. out of the five that could really potentially make it. But that's right. But then you, you've also got, you know, another group here. You've got Azerbaijan, Croatia, Hungary, Slovakia and Wales. Yeah, you know, another one. No, no major heavyweight in there. All right, Croatia, they made the final. But, you know, no major heavyweight in there. And then you've also got Group D with Denmark, Georgia, Gibraltar, Ireland and Switzerland. You know, yeah. I think it's good that... They've sort of separated the groups and actually given an opportunity to maybe, let's say, 18 teams within those three groups. Yeah. Let's see, right. Let's see if you can progress with this group, you know. And there's still the UEFA Champions League finals to be played, which is another way to get in. So, yeah, that's you know, right. The, all the all the leagues, you know, the A, C, yeah. A, B, C, D leagues. Seeded, yeah. That were won. Yeah. They're going to the finals now. So, yeah. that's another way to qualify. I think it's, it's a smart move. Mate, I think, you know, for me, this is... Probably Macedonia's biggest chance uh, <laughs> well, to look, see them I mean, go through. Look, they've actually got a chance. They've got an equal chance as anyone because well, there's no that... major heavyweight in that group. I like the way they've structured the groups. Yeah. For once, it's actually reasonable and fair. It'll be know? very exciting to see. I think it'll be a good qualification round this time. There's more teams. It'll be better. Yeah, and even if you if you take a look, for instance, at Italy's group, right, you've got Armenia, Bosnia, Finland, Greece, and Liechtenstein. They're all sort of on the same level. So who's yep. going to go in with Italy? Because Italy will qualify. You know, it's not a question. Ooh, don't it's, don't it's be so the sure. The Euro, mate, they'll qualify. But Look at Netherlands, mate. They Rather, they dropped out last last uh, qualification. Oh, and Albania Netherlands... made it through. Yeah, well, you know what I mean, I mean like, look, it, it does. Depend. It does happen. But I think it's good that they're giving a chance to the smaller nations to to make a name for themselves. Because if yeah. you have a look at the World Cup, what did the World Cup show you? Croatia made it, and they're a tiny nation. They made the final, yeah. and credit to them. But they got the quality players to do it. That's if you, true. If you have a few quality players in a Look few positions. Look at what you can do. That's it. That's right. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. I, You know, I'm excited to I'm see excited what's happening. I'm excited for the Euro. I can't wait. I love the international competitions. You know, it should be awesome. It's going to be a great tournament, and I can't wait to see who makes it. Yeah. Anyway, before we finish up, Nick, let's take a look at some of the upcoming games. Yeah, so there's not that many because of the international break. Yeah, that's right. Because of the break, you know, we're a bit limited. But anyway, firstly, we have Sydney versus Melbourne City, which is a crunch game for both because Sydney need to extend the gap and City need to make finals. Well, they have to make their final spot. They have to, you know... So what's the tip? They have to win. What's the tip? I think, I think Sydney's... I, I think actually it's going to be a draw. I actually think Melbourne City is going to shock them and win. You think so? Yeah, I think, I think... Oh, McLaren's been a godsend for them. Yeah, Imagine I think they had McLaren could... and Fornaroli playing. Wow. I mean, they can. Maker. They've got them right now. It's the shoemaker's <laughs> fault. It's all his fault. And... Um, then we've got PSG versus Marseille. Huge rivalry there. Yes. Well, rival... Uh, I can't even say <laughs> Rivalry. It. I can't even You're speak. saying it rivalry. like the French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first versus fourth in the league. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't P- matter. Winners PSG. versus fourth. PSG will win and lick their wounds after Manchester United embarrassed them. Well, but... that's all they have to play for now. <laughs> well, They're out it. of the league cup. That's They're it. They can win they've the... already won the title. Unbelievable. It. It's just Shocking. cruise control for, for now. <laughs> And lastly, we have the Milan derby, which Huge is AC game. Milan against Inter. AC Milan all the way. AC Milan all the way. Inter's lost it. That's I hope it. they both smash each other. This is Roma's chance. We win this week, we're back in the fall. Well, let's see what happens. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's it, you guys need to turn it around. You got a good result against Empoli. Let's see. Let's see if you can continue it. And our game of the week for episode twenty eight. Oh, can't wait! It's a big one. It's Netherlands versus Germany in oh. the qualification round. That's a huge game. Unbelievable! That's Who's going to top the group? Maybe this decides it. Yes, maybe it does. I, I'm well, going they, with the Dutch. Both, Go the Dutch. Well, Forget about Joachim Lowe. Forget about Joachim Lowe. He's done. Um, you know. Have the Dutch improved or have, you know, the Germans just aged? I guess we'll have to find out. But anyway, that has been our show for this fortnight. Some managerial changes, lots of teams showing heart to come back and Liverpool showing they are contenders once again giving up the lead in the EPL. Curry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We just slate you. Look, Liverpool fans, we're not slating you. It's only part of the process, all right? It is, and they've let it slip, so we just got to give it to them. <laughs> it's just like it. any other team. That's right. Just this like is football. This team. is football. And that's been our show for this fortnight. Some managerial changes, lots of teams showing heart to come back, and Liverpool showing they are contenders once again giving up the lead in the EPL. Do you mean, you mean pretenders? Pretenders, yes, <laughs> indeed, I do, I um, do. But, it's know, part of the game. We're, and, you know, we is. have received, we, we should clarify, we have received a lot of backlash on social media with our Liverpool yeah, comments. but that's what we want. But that's the part, Let us you know, know what you that's, think. That's right, that's part and process of football. You know, we're going to slate you if you lose, but we're going to praise you if you win. That, I'm sure. Yeah, that's you right. Know. So, you know, PSG copped it, you know. Yeah, Roma's every, copped it, Chelsea, every team gets their turn. Every. That's it. Um... Yeah, continue, Stefan. <laughs> but lastly, you know, make sure you like, follow, share the Coach Killers podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, all at Coach Killers Podcast. Yes, at Coach Killers Podcast. <laughs> and just remember, when you're told you can't do something, like go to France and pants a Mickey Mouse team in a Minnie Mouse league, <laughs> remember that the Coach Killers Podcast told you it's possible. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Neymar, you're a sook.